Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everyone. Welcome into Attacking Third. I'm Sandra herrera Lead. CBS Sports NWSL writer. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we are chatting all things United States women's national team. Before we get into everything, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube, so subscribe to us at youtube.com slash attacking third. Make sure you get all that exclusive USWNT content, previews, recaps, all right here on A3. And if you missed it, the NWSL regular season is in a full swing, and Paramount Plus is your home for the 2023 NWSL season. And Paramount Plus is giving away one free month to kickstart you for the NWSL season. So use promo code NWSL2023. That's NWSL2023 for one free month. It's here. The international window has arrived. I feel like we were just chatting about She Believes Cup. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about the April window. The Final set of friendlies for the United States women's national team before head coach Vlako Andonovsky and his staff finalized the 2023 World Cup roster. So these friendlies and a combination of NWSL play are going to be the final factors, you know, the final indicators of, uh, you know, who's going and who's staying home? No pressure. Uh, no pressure. Zero. <laughs> Zero. How are you doing this morning, Lisa? Are you feeling the pressure? Are you, are you breezy? 
no pressure over here, you know, not not on us. We just get to talk about it the whole time. We're not in evaluation as to if we make this roster, if we go to the World Cup. Um, our jobs are incredibly easy compared to that. Those of the players, Black Leninovsky, the coaching staff, of course. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, yeah, we were just talking about She Believes Cuff. We are now talking about April friendlies and we're going to blink snap our fingers and we'll be talking about the world cup in july july 20th it all kicks off we will have you covered 100 here at attacking third so follow download subscribe make sure you are, are in tuned in to everything we've got going on because it's going to be a lot and it's all going to come at you very fast but we'll have everything explained for everyone um, i'm excited to talk about this because this is as you said the last official test the last official evaluation for this United States team, this roster before big decisions have to be made for uh, taking on um, the biggest competition in the world and, and trying to be three-time world champions at the World Cup. it's The pressure is definitely there for these players, and we just get to evaluate them. Um, but I'm good this morning. Excited to talk U.S. Excited. We haven't talked about them in a little bit, so I'm excited to talk about this group. Julie Hurts. Julie I'm, I'm there with you. You know, you and you and I were, you know, we, we contemplate the episodes, you know, we chat off mic, and then we get on mic and we're just like, let's talk about all the things that we were just talking about. And we had that feeling um, uh, how this, how the, like the first half of this week was, you know, still sort of um, heavily focused on, on NWSL. For us and how the later part of this week is going to be, you know, more focused on the international window with the friendlies coming up very soon. Let's let's start there. Uh, friendlies are going to take place on Saturday, April the 8th, and then they're going to close out this two game series against Ireland on Tuesday, the 11th. So two games for, for players to, to make a, a final push, a, a final uh, lasting impression for Andonofsky and the coaching staff. Maybe let's go back through the roster a little bit. Mm -hmm. We did do an initial episode for first reactions to the roster, and rightfully so. There were a lot of <laughs> names getting reintroduced to this program. So let's maybe go through them. Just a quick refresher to everyone in case you have missed some things along the way. The goalkeepers on the roster for these two friendlies, A.D. French, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nair. Defenders, Alana Cook, Tierna Davidson, Emily Fox, Crystal Dunn, Naomi Girma, Sofia Huerta, Casey Kruger, Kelly O'Hara, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Emily Sonnet. Midfielders, Julie Ertz, Lindsay Uran, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And the forwards, Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Mallory Swanson and Lynn Williams. One of the main things wow. that we were reacting to who's back, who was off, but mostly who's back in this <laughs> mix, a 26 player roster yeah. named for these friendlies. I thought that was uh 
maybe a little bit of an interesting note to take away in the first reactions from this, because there are coaches who are still pushing, keeping their fingers crossed that it will be 26 players that they can name for that July roster. Um, but a, a note within the release of this initial roster that 23 players will be made available, you know, to, you know, dressed on game days for, for selection. So um, other than that, other than those little tiny tidbits that were interesting to me, of course, what really stole my attention was the return of certain players where we're getting to see Tierna Davidson back into the mix after a lengthy return to play protocol from her ACL surgery. Uh, we're going to get to see Kelly O'Hara's return after missing some extended time with the team with, I believe it was kind of an ongoing hip uh, issue for her. And we're going to get to see uh, players like Casey Kruger back in the mix. And of course, Julie so I mean that's a that's a handful of players <laughs> all handful of players excited to see their return and of course we can't leave out Sophia Smith right because she missed uh, the first yeah. two camps this year but uh she doesn't look too out of form at the moment <laughs> <laughs> no no I mean even you look at someone like Kelly O'Hara that has been missing the international camps and and play with the U.S. uh due to injuries but she's been with Gotham she played in the first two weeks getting um significant minutes I think 90 in one week and then close to 90 the second week um so definitely like these players are up to form and and uh, ready to compete. I know Sophia Smith talking about how she was disappointed to miss the first couple of camps due to injury, but it was the right decision um, for the team, for her, for her recovery. And it was more like, let's uh, get it back, like right back into things um, for her. But yeah, when you look at this group, there are a lot of experienced players and a lot of veterans on this group. A lot of players that have a lot of caps. There's over six players with over a hundred caps on this roster. One of those actually being Julie Ertz, which she's going to be honored, which is so funny. Yeah. I, I saw this in the press release and yeah. um, I just think it's kind of funny because Ertz hit her 100th cap in like March of 2020. Yeah. But oh then the pandemic God. came and Ugh. then it was the Olympics and that was the only time that the U.S. was playing in front of fans. And you can't honor someone for their caps or personal achievements yeah. in those Olympic stage moments. Like, same as you wouldn't do it for a World Cup. You can really only do that during friendlies. And then she didn't. She hasn't played yeah. in any friendlies. So Ertz has yet to receive her 100 cap kit and like framed jersey yeah. uh, so she will be trying to earn her 117th and 118th caps in this camp yet being honored uh for her 100th it's just like that just goes to show you how long it's been since she has has been in this mix uh we saw alex morgan being honored for her 200th there's just a lot of different pieces to break down but um good roster that black Wodanowski has put together um, I, I like the 26 players and we'll get 23 dressing and, and we're going to talk about a little bit of the personnel who we're going to see the lineups. Cause I want to know from you too, Xander, what you're thinking in terms of how this goes. I mean, Mallory Swanson right now, um, leads the team on the international level with seven goals in five appearances so far in 2023. But remember, Sophia Smith hasn't been involved in the January camp and in the, she believes cup. Um, and Smith already has, four goals in two games at, at the NWSL. So uh, a little a little bit of a, a goal race there between Swanson and Smith. I love it. Give me that competition all day. 
Look, I think going up against Ireland, it's going to be a tough day. I think if you're the defensive shape of uh, of Ireland, because this camp is reintroducing Sophia Smith back into the mix. She was held out of the previous two camps. There was that extended January camp uh, where they took a an important trip to New Zealand, held the camps out there, made sure that they got, you know, just sort of introduced to the flora and fauna out there uh, where they're going to spend the all of their group stage of the World Cup. Um, and, and then the She Believes Cup that was, you know, hosted back on, on home soil. And both of those matches, they said, we're just, we're keeping Sophia Smith out. It's nothing serious, but she does need some rest, a little bit of a, a foot issue, and she'll be ready to roll for NWSL. And my goodness, my goodness, a hat trick coming out of, of, of that, you know, most recent uh, weekend of, of matches, just two weeks for players in, in the league. And now there's this early break, but it just didn't just looking like she hasn't missed a single beat mm-hmm. on the pitch. And then I think going up against Ireland, a team that are, you know, is going to the World Cup, but they're entering this this big stage as debutantes. I mean, they're obviously going to look at this window of of friendlies is really important prep going up against the world cup champions um but i would i would imagine you know having to game plan for a potential attacking line that features the return or the reintegration of sophia smith is is going to be tough you gotta, you're they're really going to have to pick and choose um sort of how they're going to target uh, you know, keeping this the, these attackers at bay. Let's take a look at Ireland's roster a little bit as well, just in case you want to get familiar with the opposition. They went ahead and they dropped the roster on their socials for Twitter. Maybe some familiar names for some folks. If you uh, follow NWSL specifically, uh, we see in the midfield core there, they have Denise O'Sullivan listed. Shout out to Katie McCabe with, with Arsenal. Um, two strong midfielders for this team, I think, can <laughs> maybe give the United States midfield trio uh, a little bit of some different looks or a little bit of some different challenges. But I'm also curious of what we're going to see on the United States side of things to yeah. try to combat that a little bit. But some familiar names in the forward line as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, throughout this list, like plenty of names that uh, a lot of people should know. Diane Caldwell, um, she played in in the States collegiately and then a little bit in the NWSL. Um, Yeah, I mean, the biggest one definitely being uh, Sully Denise O'Sullivan. You can see her picture there right on the roster. But Marissa Shiva, she's another one that um, is recently joined the NWSL with Washington Spirit. Um, And this will only be like her second call up to the Ireland squad. So it's a squad that's continuing to evolve, continuing to kind of develop its personnel um, because this is, as you mentioned, they're debutantes. The Republic of Ireland is debutantes to the World Cup. They're 22 um, in the rankings right now in the FIFA rankings. And they've They've got a lot to prove to themselves, to their federation, to their nation. Um, they, they, I think they're setting the bar pretty high for themselves in the best way possible, right? For them to go into a World Cup year and really the last window before the World Cup to get competition and be able to say, we're going to compete against the world champions, the two-time world champions and the Americans. Like, What better competition could you ask for? It's going to expose a lot for them. Um, I think they can come in with a pretty solid game plan uh, against the United States, because as we all know, you and me, Sandra, 
and everyone joining us live on this chat, the United States has plenty of game film out there on them. And they have plenty of consistency in what Black Lenanowski is trying to do, um, especially when you look at the She Believes Cup and, and how this roster came out and this team. So Ireland can look at that and, and say, OK, how are we going to be able to combat some of what the United States is throwing at us, whatever that may be? Now, the, the Julie Ertz of it all does throw a bit of a wrinkle in it, I think, when you're looking at it from Ireland's perspective, but they've still got a lot to prove. I mean, yeah. I think we could see, um, honestly, a, a little bit of a difference between game one and game two for I the Irish side yeah. in that they might sit back and they might try to defend a little bit more and not expose themselves and not look to give up goals or any easy shots, no easy looks for the Americans. But we could also see them get stretched a little bit, not in a bad way, more just like looking to move a little bit quicker. Can they get in behind the Americans in the back line? Um, can they use a little bit of their pace that they have up front uh, to put pressure on the United States back line while, while not getting so stretched out and trying to find that balance um, and defend against that for the United States is going to be tricky. That's why I think this is such a great matchup for Ireland against the United States. I'm really excited for it. Um, excited yeah, for too. all the fans to show up too, because this will be a big one. This will be a big one. It, it, it might be an early glimpse too for for yeah. some fans to take a look at these games because because maybe you know with the World Cup coming up in Australia and New Zealand, maybe some you know American focused fans might not get a chance to watch some of Ireland's uh, group stages and and they'll get a chance to to take a look at them in these two friendlies. But I'm definitely taking a look at the goalkeepers as well because yeah. four of them called into these camps versus the three for the United States and I would imagine that you know if all if all is well and healthy that Courtney Bronson is going to get the, the start in at right. least one or both of these games right the Everton keeper uh, representing Ireland also a New Jersey native so okay. things to keep an eye on there but really good goal I, I, I'm just kind of wondering if like maybe if this game gets to a point which it, it, it might uh where there's a lot of shots that Bronson has to face like how sh um she's going to respond to that and uh, mm -hmm. kind of just able to observe absorb those things which I think she can I think we've seen some some film on her before in the past um in their lead up and build up to the World Cup where if the game is sort of coming to the keeper Bronson has has risen to the challenge of, of that so you know, we'll we'll see. I'm excited to to get a look at uh, Ireland's roster and squad as well as they continue to make their march to the World Cup. And um, I'm excited to see <laughs> who could possibly start in either <laughs> of these two games. Uh, we got to talk about it, and we will. Uh, We're going to talk about again the players who are back in the mix. Who's going to get those minutes? What are we going to see? Maybe a couple lineup wish lists. You know, from me and Lisa. Stick with us. We'll be back after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. Welcome back in, everyone. We're chatting all things United States women's national team friendlies versus Ireland during this April international window in the buildup to the matches that will take place on April 8th and April 11th. There has been some various media availability. We wanted to chat a little bit about that as well. Um, just reactions uh, to, to things like that. I was able to sit in on the media call, which featured both mm-hmm. Julie Ertz and Sophia Smith. I think a lot of great stuff coming out of those two things. Um, and those, those two players talking about, you know, kind of where they are in different phases right now because we've got Sophia Smith who's still scoring goals nonstop, and we've got Julie Ertz, uh, you know, making her return after an extended uh, absence uh, from the pitch. But um, I think the common thread uh, for for me, kind of listening to those two in separate calls, uh, that these players, as as the weeks go by and the days go by and gets closer and closer to our club, they're just ready to just get in there and compete even if even if they just want to play even if the early even if it's like the trainings where they're just like going at each other they're just like we hear about it all the time how this these bubbles right these training Mm -hmm. camp bubbles are just like some of the most intense experiences that that some of these players have because they are both competing against each other essentially for world cup spots but also teammates. Yeah. Um, It's almost like this double-edged sword that they have because you also want your teammates to do well. Like it's awesome. You want Mallory Swanson and Sophia Smith and Alex Morgan to score a bunch of bangers during practice. That gets their confidence up. That does great. But as a defender, as a goalkeeper, no, you want to make sure you stop them. It's it. The competition is incredible. And the fact that Smith and Ertz haven't been in camp. I mean, Ertz much longer than Smith. They're just itching to get back out there. They're like twitching with like withdrawal from not playing with this team. And that's basically what we saw in these media availabilities from both of them. Um, Obviously some different, you know, line of questioning for, for both uh, players. I think for Ertz, a lot was focused on her, you know, return back, her path back, her decision making and um, in her return and, and what that's like sort of getting back in the mix, but this time as a mom. Um, And I really appreciated what she said um, in these media calls uh, about kind of how she's looked to other players Mm -hmm. as well for, for support. Um, I think Julie Ertz, you know, she's a player who played with the Red Stars for a really long time. And that's a local team that I've been able to cover. Um, and I can tell you during her time with Chicago, constantly hearing from teammates that Julie Ertz is a player that demands a lot of excellence on the pitch in terms of the leadership that she provides, uh, there are teammates and players who want to do well because they know that their captain essentially, you know, expects that and wants that from them. Um, So I think to sort of 
sort of knowing that and having that in the in the back of my mind and then getting into a media call with this player and and getting to hear how things have changed for her since mm-hmm. you know post injury and obviously since since having um a son and how she's actually someone who's been looking at at other players and relying on on uh and leaning on other friends and teammates she shouted out Shayna Williams, who's with the Red Stars now, is as someone, you know, navigating a pro career with three sons. She mentioned Kalia Watt specifically, that they had actually spent some time together um, training and trying to get back in, in into form. Um, and we had heard so much, I think, at, up to this point uh, with Andonovsky's preliminary roster announcement conf- uh, press conference that the conversations that they had had did revolve around what she was doing to try to retain fitness and remain in form and Mm -hmm. the training that she has done with various MLS uh, academies um, versus maybe some of the line of question that we saw from Sophia Smith, because she, again, this is the player who's like incredibly in form. Shout out to uh, Tamara for asking uh, Sophia Smith a question about her current era. Um, And I loved the response from Sophia Smith, how she was like, I'm not going to refer to it as my villain era because I'm a very sweet and happy person on the pitch. Um, but she just referred to it to this moment as her winning era. And I love that. That's the kind of energy you want from your goal scorer. Oh, I think completely in front of you of a World Cup. Yeah, completely. I mean, that's exactly what you want a player to say, right? There, there comes an element that we see a lot of these players that are so humble, right? And they are just so grateful to be where they are. And it it is nice to hear that and nice to see that in a sense, but it's almost better in the sense when Sophia Smith is like, no, like I'm here to win. I'm here to go out and score goals. Like she basically was like, that's what I wake up and want to do every day. And I'm going to do that. And to, to hear that as a fan, as someone covering uh, her and this team in the space, it is very, very inspiring to hear that confidence coming from a young player that not only does she believe in herself that she can do it, but she's obviously feeling the confidence of her teammates and coaches and support around her that is saying, yeah, you can just go out and do this if you continue to work hard. And then the fact that she's executing it and able to do that. I mean, it's truly incredible and so impressive to see from, from such a young player. Um, it's also saying that it, it looks, it doesn't look like Sophia Smith has technically missed a beat at all either. Like, because she hasn't in what she's been able to do um, at, at the club level with Portland Thorns, but um, welcoming the team back in uh, Sophia Smith saying that like, Hey, it's nice that like I, I was welcomed back into this group and the competition is still there. I mean, it's really exciting. It is a really exciting time, um, but definitely different vibes with Earth coming back and, and Smith coming back. So I think it's it's important to note that when we were on this call, it's it's Julie Ertz and it's Sophia Smith, right? Two players who are maybe in different phases of their buildup to the World Cup, right? And I think that sort of leans into maybe the next part of this segment, which we're talking about these these games and the players who may or may not participate in this. Who are the players who need minutes versus who are the players who's going to get them? Because we've... that was one of the, the, the little bullet points that was on this roster announcement when it dropped. These are the last 
international mm-hmm. friendlies before Andonovsky and the staff mm-hmm. finalize a World Cup roster. So, yes, there is going to be an emphasis on club play for the remaining couple of months in the buildup to the World Cup and when that roster is announced. But this camp and these players, this is the last shot that they get in this yeah. type of stage. So let's maybe start with the who needs minutes. When we're looking at this roster, Lisa, who's available? Obviously, we only very minimally touched on maybe who's not available, but the 26 that are here, uh, who are a couple players or a bunch of players that you think need some minutes uh, in these upcoming uh, two friendlies? I want to preface by saying I wish that there was like four games or mm. or rather like three games with like three 25-minute half, like periods throughout each of them, like get a lot of rotation in there, but that's not how that works. That's not how the sport works. Um, uh, when I look at who needs minutes on this roster, Tierna Davidson, I want to see her get consistent minutes in that back line. There's been a lot of different rotation between cook, Germa, Sauerbrunn. I-, I want Davidson in that mix. I want to see Tierna Davidson and Naomi Germa in that center back because that's a pairing that I really think is going to be crucial moving forward um, and, and kind of see how that how that kind of fizzles out. Um, I-, I mean, there's plenty of players in this defender group that need minutes, right? I'm looking at Kelly O'Hara, who hasn't been back in, Emily Sonic, Casey Kruger, who is back newly into this roster. But I, I think among those 10 defenders, Davidson is the one that needs the most minutes in that group, or, or really maybe not the most minutes, but the most amount of evaluation from Black Wanonofsky to see not only – is she fit? Is she ready to play? Is she not missing a beat? Which I think she's pretty fit and I think she's ready to play, but how she works alongside the players on either side of her and that center back pairing, that's one that I'm like very keyed in on defenders for you. Anyone else um, in particular stand out? Well, I know you see me over here nodding in agreement with everything that you're saying about Davidson. I'm with you 100 percent. I think the only extra tidbit I would add on that is we got to see Davidson with Girma. We prior to her injury, we, you know, we like you said, we saw Sour Run in that rotation. We saw we've seen Alana Cook uh, endlessly because for a very long time, really over these last, you know, two years to 18 months, she was the healthiest center back option. For this team and has there's there's film there's 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 a ton of games that they could look back on and see uh you know minutes between um Davidson and Cook sharing that partnership but in the absence of Davidson and her return from an ACL Guillermo has risen up within this center back core and that's something that we didn't get to see because Davidson was injured so yeah. will one of these games feature those two um, together yeah. and how that partnership might work. So I'm with you 100%, but I think we also need to see Kelly O'Hara in the mix and how she is looking, uh, you know, with this back line. And I think if you're calling this player in, you have to throw some kind of minutes to to Casey Kruger. I'm a little curious about this because yeah. this is it's evident that this is a player that Andonovsky rates as a defender. Um, he's, he's a coach with the extensive NWSL background and he has rated her for quite some time. Um, she went to the Olympics under his roster as, as one of those f- four extra players that they were able to take in term, you know, the extended pandemic rosters. Um, and now she is, is returned back into the mix after, you know, maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So 
while he rates her, that's great. Um, is he going to throw her some minutes? I don't know. Would I like it's to see money it? where your yeah. mouth is? <laughs> yeah. Would I like to see it? Yes. A hundred percent. So I think there's, there's a, a number of areas in this defensive back line uh, where we can see, but since we're talking about defenders, let's, let's stay there. Let's stay there. So we're talking about who needs minutes versus who we think is actually going to get them. Yeah. And I think a couple of those players as well that we could take a look at in the defenders is Emily Fox and Sofia Huerta. Which of these two players are going to get extended minutes? Because I think with the return of Crystal Dunn, as she continues to get more playing time at the outside back position for this team, and now you've got Casey Kruger making a yeah. return, who is a little bit more versatile, who has played along the line at outside back and at center back if needed in an emergency. Um, and now Turner Davidson and Kelly O'Hara, who has traditionally been the right back for this team. So what is that going to mean for players like Emily Fox and Sophia Huerta? We've been talking about that all along, that as players, veteran players, experienced players begin to make their return and get reintegrated back to this team, eventually we'll see players rotated out. Which of these two, are, are either of those players going to get those minutes? Do they need them? Who do you think might get them? Yeah, that's such a good question between Emily Fox, Sophia Huerta, kind of the balance, specifically looking at just those two. Um, and it's incredibly difficult, and I don't think it's fair to kind of remove other factors. And those other factors being Crystal Dunn, Kelly O'Hara, um, even Casey Kruger, I think that she will get a little bit more minutes than both of these players uh, because she is newly brought into this roster. Um, but at, when I look at the versatility between Huerta and Fox, they they bring very different things to the table um, for me when watching them play. And, and Fox, we've seen play on both sides of the field pretty comfortably. Um, with Racing Louisville, she's switched between right back and left back playing right back this past weekend and the, the opening two weeks of the NWSL. But with Vlakwenanovsky, she played the left back side entirely. So I think that versatility is something that Fox might have over Huerta. And I think Huerta could play both sides, but we just haven't seen it. She's traditionally been on the right with like sporadic minutes on the left back side. Um, and, and because of that and, and kind of what Fox has given, um, Fox really came in and it was like baptism by fire and then gave a lot of minutes. Fox can get forward. She can get into the mix. She can run a little bit rogue. But I think that almost works with this team and, and with this roster. I think that if it's between those two, he's probably going to lean a little bit more in favor of Emily Fox. All right. I like it. Interesting rationale. Let's maybe move to the midfielders. Yeah. I know everybody wants to be <laughs> talking about the, the Ertz, I guess ele the elephant size Ertz thing in the room, right? Um, let's talk a little bit about who we think needs minutes versus who will get them. I think, I guess we start with Ertz. I mean, I think she fits in both of those categories. Yeah. Right? I mean, who needs them? Ertz at this point, who will get them? Probably hurts at, at this point. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a, a start and over the yeah. course of a full 90 minutes. I don't think you do that to I a player so. making their return from an injury and maternity leave after nearly a two-year absence. And you're just not going to say, here you go, go run around for 90 minutes and let's see what happens. Um, but I would anticipate that 
we are going to see Juliet in some capacity over these two friendlies. Do you yes. agree, disagree? So Earth needs minutes, right? Yeah. Um, I think that the evaluation in training is super helpful, uh, right? You're going up against some of the best competition in, in your own teammates. However, you want to see what she can do in game minutes. Game fit is very different than running the beep test in training and, and doing drills. Um, I don't think we'll see 90 from Earth. I don't think we'll see her get a start in this first match at all. I think we'll see her maybe come in 60th minute. How can she close out the game? How can she change things? I think, honestly, we'll see a little bit of consistency from Black Lenanovsky in the midfield to start the fr the first friendly against Ireland. But yes, we're going to see Ertz. Um, unless, like, something has happened in training that, of course, the public doesn't know about. But I don't think she would be called into media availability if we weren't going to see her get time. I don't think that they would be continuously publicizing everything that's happening if she wasn't up to form. Clearly, she is. Otherwise, she wouldn't even be called into this camp. You don't get to that point. So Ertz is up to form. She's ready to play. She's fit she'll get minutes and Black Wenanowski needs to see her get minutes. Now he's seen her play alongside Rose Lavelle and Lindsay Horan before that's, yeah. that's what we saw throughout the world cup. So that trio necessarily isn't new. Of course, there's been some absences, some evolution in the game for, or um, excuse me, for Horan for Lavelle and then earth's missing such a long lapse of time, but it's, it's like riding a bike when you get back in there with the same personnel around you. So I'm not so sure We'll see that for an extended amount of time. The the middle of Haran, Lavelle, Earths. We might see it, but not for a long time. I think he'll want to see how Earths works with um, a Christy Mewis or a Corniak or an Ashley Sanchez. I mean, I would like to see Sanchez, Lavelle, Earths in that midfield. I Alicia. love I know. Lisa living dangerously. I know. So you're like, these are my, here are my bubble midfielders and I want to see them all at the same time oh, playing yeah. together. Well, I don't think, I mean, Rose Lavelle is not a bubble midfielder. I'm I think more Sanchez and, you know, I, I also don't think Sanchez is a bubble midfielder. I think she's, oh no, me neither. In this roster, it's Ertz more so that yeah, is, is on the biggest bubble of them all. And if she's going to get minutes, I mean, who do you want to see her play with in the midfield? Lavelle or Ertz? Earth. Oh, I I want to throw it back to, to 2019 just because it's evident that that's what this coaching staff is doing. Um, I, when we got to see it, we got to see if it works. Cause you know, during that 2019 world cup, there was an, an adjustment that yeah. was made. We saw this combination of Ertz and Haran and Lavelle in an early group stage match or two. Yeah. And then that switched Sam Mewis got involved and that midfield trio of Mewis, Ertz, and Lavelle, they rode that all the way to a World Cup championship when it came down. To As the wheels road. were falling off, they were still riding it. Injuries so, from Sam, injuries to Julie, and they were still the strongest trio that we could put together. So uh, we're looking at uh, – I'm thinking of that back in my head. So I okay. – Things have changed, though, I think, for both all three of those players, really. Ertz is, is making a return from an absence, and you've got a Lindsay Horan who's playing in Europe, back back in Europe, and her game has evolved in different ways. Yeah. And and as has Rose Lavelle. These are two players who've gotten better since 2019, oh actually. Oh so um, I would like to see some, like, minutes between those three you know, those three, but I don't know. I don't think if, we'll if see that's the minutes there. I don't. Yeah. 
I really don't. I, I don't know how um, with these being the last two friendlies, if if you're going to see extended minutes there, maybe we might see like a slither of minutes, but maybe not not extensive. But um, I think if these are the last two, I want to. I still do want to see, um, you know, Ashley Sanchez in the mix. I, I don't forget about Andy Sullivan. Andy Sullivan has been the six for this team. I know. For quite some time. I don't um, think she'll take a backseat. I don't think no. she'll take a backseat in, in these friendlies by any means. Uh, I think she'll get the start in the first friendly 100%. I think Sullivan will get yeah. the start. She's I, I'm it. with you. I think in terms of forwards, though, maybe let's maybe let's chat a little bit about that before we, we pivot out of this, this segment um, when we're looking at forwards. Who needs the minutes versus who's going to get them? I, I think um, Ashley Hatch is someone who kind of fits the who needs – Minutes versus who's going to get them. I, I think if you're Williams. looking, yeah, I think Williams. I think Williams will get them. Um, I think she's had a really good first couple of camps with this national team. Mm-hmm. I think she's got a strong week one and week two performances out of the league going into this April window. And I want to say Lynn Williams uh, continue to get minutes in that top line. Um, and it's it's getting crowded because I think a lot of these players are pretty much starting caliber type of players. Now, who's ID, who, yeah. who is the ideal? They, three? Are, they are all starting caliber players. Yes. I mean, they well, are. I'm talking about just for 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 Andonovsky. As yeah. far as far as who is Andonovsky's ideal three, I mean, it's been a combination of of Swanson, Morgan, and Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lynn Williams is is back and and mostly healthy. We TBD on the elbow. Right? We <laughs> yeah. gotta we gotta hear about that. Um, but uh, I think with these more recent camps, you're also looking at a Trinity Rodman who has really right. kind of I think propelled herself up as this sort of you need to take me to the world cup type of player, even if this is just like you're one of your game changers. Right. Yeah. So um, I think, I think maybe hatch for me kind of fits more of that mold of who needs minutes versus who's going to get them. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I mean, when you look at this group of six in the forward group, Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, Mallory Swanson, and then Lynn Williams locks are Alex Morgan, Sophia Smith, Mallory Swanson, like, like locking, throw away the key essentially for this world cup roster. So then it comes down to, yeah, I think Ashley Hatch maybe um, needs the most, I don't even want to say minutes, but like she's got the most to prove almost to to force her way onto this roster. Now, I don't think that means she's going to get significant minutes necessarily. I think she'll get minutes, but she's not going to be a starter for this team. She's not. So why put her in that position? You you don't. That's that's not where you're going to see her, right, throughout if she makes this roster moving forward. So I think Ashley Hatch, we're going to see her get minutes, but probably more minutes that are more likely to be when we'll see her moving forward. So 45 minutes maybe we'll see her get in. 60 minutes we'll see her get in. And those are going to be more important minutes for Hatch than if she were to start the game. How can she enter the pitch, be a super sub, be a game changer, add a spark, add something different to what yeah. the U.S. has already done in the attacking end so that's where Ashley Hatch needs to kind of fit the bill and and say this is where I'm going to shake things up now Trinity Rodman I want to see her get minutes and all over the place and and provide different things maybe get a start maybe um, because she's one of those players that is as you just said forcing her way onto this roster and forcing Vladko Anonofsky to say 
I, I can't not take Trinity Rodman to the World Cup. I need her there. So those so to me, Rodman needs minutes over a hatch a little bit more and and a Lynn Williams to kind of get back into the groove of things, see how they play alongside each other. And then it comes down to player combinations because the combination that is most likely going to be the starting one going forward is the Morgan Swanson Smith. That's where they found a lot of success. That's what he likes the most. So then how do you fit around that? So who comes into that? Who comes out of that? Where does that kind of shake out? Um, what's like your second best rotation almost? Yeah, I think maybe that's something where we got to keep an eye on. Who's who's going to be that uh, like that off the bench impact type of uh, trio that maybe you the coaching staff might need to call on in a late game scenario or something like that. This is it. This is the window of time that everyone has to utilize the coaches included. So I don't know. Crash, we'll see. Sure. Crash, uh, we'll have, sure. I'm, 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 I'm sure we're going to have plenty to talk about once, um, once we see that first starting 11 drop for the teams on Saturday, April 8th, the international window continues. We've actually got a couple other matches that we want to touch on, some other national team programs that are going to be in action as well. So stick with us after a quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back and we have to chat about other international competition during this April window. Everyone is getting their final runs out during this extended window of time from April 3rd to April the 11th. Let's chat a little bit about some of the national teams who are going head to head. Lots of programs making sure that they get in these final preparations before that final roster is named and before the World Cup comes around. Let's start with France and Canada. These are two teams who are going to go head-to-head during this window. And we've been talking a lot about these two teams in terms of uh, episodes that we've done prior, like our news and notes segments, um, because France finally named a new head coach in Herbert Bernard and has already kind of started to mend some bridges there. If you missed our latest news and notes episode, we chatted all about how uh, there are some usual, usual suspects and familiar faces kind of back in the mix for this recent national team camp for France. And we had some concerns because we were like, well, there is a friendly that is scheduled between France and Canada. And both of these federations are in some ongoing disputes, right? So Mm -hmm. it was an issue with manager for France. Canada, unfortunately, is still in their ongoing dispute with their federation over a number of things. Back pay and pay equity is one of them. Um, But Canada are CONCACAF siblings, 
Uh, they had had this scheduled for a one-off. So while you have the opportunity as a national team um, to possibly have the two friendlies over the course of this week, they wanted to make sure um, that they had the experience. So Beth Priestman speaking a little bit during the She Believes Cup about how they wanted to make sure that they had a trip like this uh, for player experience uh, ahead of the World Cup, um, team bonding experiences, uh, getting travel under on their bodies, really, and how they recover from that. But uh, with all of the ongoing disputes, that we were like, is this up in the air? Are we going to get an update on this? But thankfully, it's arrived. There's a there's a new manager. Players are, you know, still together for Canada. They are still going to continue their play in protest. They said that's going to remain um, as they continue their 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 fight with with the Canada soccer. Um, so I'm very curious about how these two teams are going to look against each other. All things yeah. considered, off of the pitch, right? So um, yep. I'm I'm sure we we'll, we might see some interesting highlights there. Um, Mexico, and I think it's a bit of a. a- benefit almost for either side yeah, for, who? <laughs> yeah for, for honestly for either side maybe a little bit more so for for uh france coming into this one because of the way that like the the window is broken down they didn't have to travel this friendly against canada is happening on on home soil for them so they don't have to travel internationally they've got this new coach um they've got all their players back in wendy bernard they've got uh eugenie Le Sommer back in like they've got a lot of the pieces it's honestly a little similar to like the u.s in the sense of like bringing back in a kruger and Ertz, um etc so with france having a lot of play and a, and a lot of training to do um and then to go up against canada is really good competition i mean and for canada to only play this one friendly against france like allows them a lot of cohesiveness uh in training which sometimes is what you need when you're trying to mix things up um before you get out there and and play a game but it's that's not it there's a lot else happening we've talked about it before mexico um they are not sadly sandra not going to the world cup they missed out this year but that doesn't mean they're not in on the action they've started a new partnership with nwsl clubs to continue the competition so we'll get to see mexico play against houston dash and the chicago red stars um i know you were very excited about that i mean as am i but it's so exciting really I think a cool opportunity for all the teams involved, really um, important for Mexico to remain like vigilant and, and yeah. active during this time. Uh, they're not going to the World Cup. This is the second consecutive time that they've failed to advance to a World Cup. They haven't made an appearance since uh, 2015 in, in Canada's World Cup. And I like that they are providing this for the players moving forward. They're referring to it as the, the Mextor W. Um, we have seen a, a Mexico national team tour similar for the men's team. They're constantly playing matches across the United States to packed stadiums in American cities. And um, I love that they're trying to, to start something like this for the women's senior program as well. So I think it's a good start to, to get out against NWSL clubs specifically. And I think it's a unique experience for players um, on those NWSL. Mm-hmm. 
teams as well. Um, and I know we're going to keep our eyes on, on maybe some of the crossover, right? We've, we've got a Houston Dash, Diana Ordonez and Maria Sanchez, you know, for, for Mexico, and they're going to go up against their club team. So uh, exciting, a little exciting tidbits there. I'm but, excited about that. I'm so yeah, surprised me, about me too. that. We've also got Brazil on the move. They're going to have games against England and Germany, Australia, the World Cup co-hosts with matches against Scotland and England, Japan against Portugal and Denmark. We had a shout out Haiti as well because they are also going to the World Cup. Our CONCACAF siblings have games against Nigeria and Moldova. Any of these types of matches that are really intriguing to you that you want to keep an eye on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Japan, Portugal, Denmark, that's one that I'm I'm pretty high on and continuously looking at. Japan is a team that um, I think we can see cause some some ripple effect during the World Cup. I mean, we saw what they did during the She Believes Cup. They come out and they've got a really strong presence on the pitch. So how do they compare against a Danish side, right? How is that going to look, the, the technicals versus uh, what Denmark can bring? I mean, they're, they're a bit more physical in what they'll bring to Japan. So those are matches I'm excited about. Um, and I want to see England. I really want to see how England plays against Brazil. That's a matchup that I'm really keyed in on to see. And then um, against Australia, right? Like these are, it's almost like precursor. I mean, it is precursor for the World Cup. So kind of how these teams are coming together, what they're dialing in on, what their tendencies become. Because if we've seen something over this last several months from one of these nations and we continue to see it, especially throughout this international window, it's going to be the consistent moving forward. And it's what we can expect expect during the World Cup when they play and, and they're competing in their group stages. No, I'm with you. I, I think England and Brazil is, is going to be an interesting matchup. I'm also interested because I, I don't, you know, Brazil is not 100%. I, I think know. going into this match, it, we saw coming out of the first two weeks of NWSL, Dabinia with a little bit of a knock, came off the bench for Kansas City Current just last weekend. Marta has been ruled out completely. I believe it's with a, a muscular bruise or mm-hmm. um, or strain, uh, something of, of that sort. So not exactly going in up against the European champions at, at maybe your fittest form, but I think it's going to be an important test, an important match for Brazil to to face off against the Euro mm-hmm. champions and um, equally as important for, for England because they're going to want to get a look at teams with different tactical formations and styles ahead of the World Cup as well. So definitely keeping an eye on Brazil and England. Australia as well, I want to see what they're bringing to, to, to England um, and how that is going to work out. Sam Kerr loves scoring goals oh, out there yeah. in England so we'll we'll, we'll see and uh, I definitely am excited for for Haiti and yeah. Nigeria I mean either. there's there's a lot yeah if anyone is looking for matches to watch um outside of the the USA ones uh, against Ireland that'll happen on Saturday oh, yeah. the 8th and then Tuesday the 11th yeah there's plenty to yeah. watch uh go check out the schedule because they're not all playing on Saturday Tuesday I mean a lot of them are but there are some that uh play tomorrow there's yeah. some that play uh, Sunday and Monday. So make sure you check them out because there's plenty of really good action. It's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun um, and get to know some of those players on those national teams because their names will be coming up more and more as we get closer to July in the World Cup. 100%. And of course, we're going to be here for you uh, in terms of recaps and reactions to the United States versus Ireland when they go head to head. Of course, we have to close out the episode with a prediction. 
Lisa, what do you think is going to come out of this game one against Ireland? Uh, game one, USA, Ireland. Um, I'm going to go 3 nothing USA. Okay. All right. I'm going to go 4 nothing USA. I like it. I like it. This is just game one, right? We're not. Okay, good. You want to do game two as well? No, not yet. We'll do Let's that do on game Monday. One. Right. Game oh, one against Ireland. We've got 3-0. we got 4-0. Either way, we both got a shutout. So we'll see if we're yeah. correct in our prediction. Make sure you join us when we do the recap and see if we were correct because that's all we've got for today. So thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. Download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash attacking third so that you never miss out whenever we go live. Lisa and I will be back with a USWNT recap on Monday. So tune in. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.